first day is done. Good morning. Thank you for joining me. I am back in the studio at 1150 KKNW Seattle. It's been a while. We've been um, unable to be here. We've been doing it by Zoom, and I thank Rebecca Sayer and Bernadette Pager for helping me fill in the shows while I uh, settle in and would be. Things were just booming. I was out there doing retreats and doing my healing work. Everything stopped, as we all know, and I'll be coming back as soon as the uh, events start happening again and uh, me doing my healing work. I'm just so excited to see the ball start rolling, and Woodby Island is now in Phase 2 and will be Phase 3 soon. I'm hoping everyone will come out and see me, hopefully, soon. And so I'm going to focus on fascinating people. It's usually people, place, and activities that lift your spirits. But this, uh, probably in the next couple months, I'll be focusing on fascinating people. And joining me this morning is Hal Price. Good morning, Joy. Joy. Good morning, Hal. Good morning. It's a joy to be with you, Dina. Thank you. You are a joy. I love talking to you. I was walking in the woods by the labyrinth, and it was pure joy to get to know you. Uh, my pleasure. And I would love for you to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, let's see. I've been a writer all my life, but I'd never written for me. I'd always written for the corporations and or um, celebrities that I worked with to help promote and endorse, uh, get them endorsements and things. And uh, I just had a, a, an amazing uh, heart-opening wake-up call. Uh, on February the 24th of 2014, I had been working 17 hours a day for like seven days in a row and had gotten up to 350 pounds living in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, God woke me up and said, today you've got some big choices to make. And he grabbed me by the heart and said, okay, um, I sent you there with a very special gift. You're doing it, but you're not giving it to the world the way it's meant to be given. These words need to come from you and not try to sell things other than the power of the heart and the magic of our connection with one another. And I uh, went and got my will. I uh, made sure that things were cleaned up before I made some choices. And I I drove myself to the emergency room, and they said, Hal, for a fat guy, you're in good shape. You're going to be fine. But I, I called my boss that day, and I called him dead to work. And I told him I wasn't coming back. And I said uh, to my boss, I said, I've known you for so many years. and I want you to know how much I love you. But today I learned I love me a whole lot more and I'm not coming back. And I decided to change my life in that moment and uh, move to a little town here uh, in um, the coastal part of uh, California called Carpinteria, just south of Santa Barbara. And it just put me back in touch with nature where I got to go outside and walk for hours on end and just listen to my heart, to the words. And uh, I slowly, I walked off 110 pounds off myself and just really got to be better and better day by day. And these little books started coming to me and stories started coming to me that you now have in your hand. Yeah. And the teddy bear, I, I, it was like, you sent it to me in the mail. I was like, I was a little kid, you know, when I opened the teddy bear. (laughs) Um, Well, you know, it's so critical to have somebody that you can hug right now. So I I, I love that I have this little teddy bear. He has a hole in his heart. That's what the whole story is about is how do you, how do you fill the hole in your heart? And, uh, just with some sage wisdom and, um, I write these stories in parables that it speaks to different people on whatever level of consciousness they're in, they get the lesson. But I, you know, as an author, you know, you're, everybody always asks you, you know, who's your audience? And I always say, they're for the child in all of us because that child never dies. And I just wanted to write a book that depending on who you are and how you read the story, you get something different than the other person reading it. 
And this is, uh, I believe, in multiverse. And, I, and I've shifted my energy a little bit. And again, receiving the bear and it being about the heart. Because being alone, I had just moved to Whidbey and I felt my heart aching aching for Aww. human touch and to seeing my kids yeah. and and so i feel like now that i'm I, my heart is is able to open again it was like a, the universe giving me a little a wink we call the synchronicities a wink from the universe but yeah and then having that that conversation with you because we both love nature we both love the beach we both mm. uh we both we're, res- we're singing the same song it's a universe multiverse yeah. and we're singing the same song so i feel so blessed to have you coming into my life at this exact time and i have to uh, tell you a little bit about reading your uh, storybook to uh, oh, my grandson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eli is the bear, but Ethan yeah. is my grandson, and his dad leaves. He's in Alaska right now. So even the mm-hmm. books you sent me resonate with, and Ethan was born premature and taken away from his mom. It's So tell the listeners about the book. Well, it's a story about a bear who's born prematurely. He has a hole in his heart. And his father's on a trip, so he's not there to help support the mother. And the mother just freaks out, so she takes him to Bear Memorial Hospital. And the bear doctors there say, we can't help him. We're going to have to send him to a special hospital where children's hearts are taken care of 600 miles away, which meant that his mother couldn't go and his dad didn't know. And uh, it's just a little lesson about this little bear who has to experience every hardship you can right from day one not knowing where he was, not having people that he knows recognizes, not speaking the language they speak, and with strangers all in white uniforms all trying to take care of him. And uh, his nurse, Dora, uh, basically uh, helps him heal his heart from the inside out. She said, the doctors can fix your heart, but, you know, this is the, uh, the first story that I wrote, which was A Heart's Journey Home. But in that book, I wrote... Uh, one of the chapters, chapter four, is called The Bear Essentials. The book that you have, mm-hmm. I think I sent you both of them. Yeah. But the book that you have is really uh, The Bear Essentials. It teaches kids how to stay connected to who they are, remember how precious they are, that we each have a unique gift to bring into the world, and that there's nothing they can't do when they really find their gift and listen to their heart. It teaches kids how to listen to their heart's wisdom. And in the midst of my being alone for so long, because I'm in the woods, I just moved there, everything shut down, and I had to start finding ways to keep my spirits up. One was clearing a pond and being out in nature, of course, but uh, I started getting my pastels out and coloring, and I Mm -hmm. wrote, one was go to the woods, that was one, and the other one was follow your heart, and I want to read something from the book. It says, "It, it is true, your heart can speak to you, it can help you find your way. There are secret ways to listen. You can trust what it will say. It can teach you how to listen. It can teach you how to hear. It can teach you why you're special. It is always very clear. And I always teach about intuition, but that you help me bring my intuition into my heart. Oh, that's sweet. I'm glad. Because it well, just put it all we're, together. We're, when we're writing from our highest self and our heart's wisdom, we can open up so many things, but especially in us, but it you know, it spills over to other people to let them see that there is magic that they all have. And the beauty of it, the picture is it has the stethoscope within his ears yes. connected to his heart. Yes. Bringing your higher self into your heart, right? That's the magic. Yes. And we both had high blood pressure issues, and it teaches you to stay in the present moment yeah. and live your purpose and your passion. Yeah, the only pressure that you're getting is straight from you and, and not doing what you're meant to do. 
and you went from corporate to having some illness that was actually a gift. Like I see a lot of good things coming from what just happened. You know, a lot of uh, nature got a yeah, lot of vacation. I, used to, uh, I ran the sports marketing department for the Coca-Cola company out of Atlanta for years and then I transitioned over to starting my own company where I helped celebrities do their endorsements and build their brand. Like I've worked with Jeff Gordon, the NASCAR champion race car driver for years and a lot of other celebrities, but I was never writing for me. I was always the, uh, the, the power behind the throne, if you will. Mm-hmm. So. And my listeners know that's what I do. I usually uh, lift other people up to on a pedestal and I'm the one underneath. So, but I did enjoy it. I really liked it, but there's something mm-hmm. about uh, kind of being true to yourself and your heart. And you, I think, your inner child, as we write stories or we work with children, we heal ourselves. Yes, yes. Well, basically, the, the, most, the, both of those books are parables of my life. You know, I nearly drowned when I was three. I was taken to the emergency room. Uh, my mom and dad were, were behind for a while. And, you know, just being alone and all that stuff. And then eventually... You know, what really started the stories, Dina, was uh, every night when I was a child, my mother would come into my bedroom and ask me, what was the best part of your day? And I would tell her about my day, and she would make up some crazy rhyme about my day every night. And we would then get on our knees and say our prayers by the bed, and then we would get back in bed, and she would read me a little golden book every night. And... Um, it just gave me peace and solace, and I just knew that there was something magical about just feeling how loved I was before I went to bed every night. In those poems, Mom always rhymed her her poems. My grandmother had been a poet as well, and I didn't I, I didn't know I had the gift. But fast forward 50 years, my mother's diagnosed with dementia in 2000, which becomes Alzheimer's in 2011. And we eventually, after having taken care of her at home for those first 10 years or so, um, had to let her go to a care unit. And um, I went to visit her the day before her 83rd birthday in June of 2012. And um, I I leaned in to give her a kiss, and she knocked the crap out of me. She's like, who are you and why are you trying to kiss me? And it was just such a shock. I knew one day she might not know me, but I just wasn't ready for it. And it just and I just looked at her and I said, I know you're in there and you're not leaving me. And I went home and I just tried to think about what I could do. And I just prayed about it and heard, go higher, go upstairs. I'm like, what, what, what? And I went to my attic and there in an old box were all the golden books that mom used to read to me. And my old bear from 1958, Eli Bear. So I cleaned them all up, and I took them back the next day and sat with my mother. And I said, ma'am, I would like to read you a story today. Would that be okay? And she did. And now mom was blind and had proven the day before that she had no idea who I was. But as I read those little golden books, she mouthed the words to every story she ever read to me. And I... I just looked at her, and I'm like, there you are. And I just, it stuck with me. She, she passed away about four months later, but it just stuck with me that moment of that recall and that bond. And I, I studied to find out that it's the insula cortex. It's a part of the brain. It's called the brain's heart. It holds all these precious memories that are connected to bonding moments where there's music, rhythm, 
rhyme, intonation, or just some powerful thing that you can't ever let go of. And it gets triggered, especially by music. It does it really, really well. And like I told you the other day, for me, in 1967, you know, mm-hmm. if I hear Bil- Build Me Up Buttercup by the Foundation, I'm on the beach kissing Carol Gregory. So, I, you know, it takes you someplace special again. But um, anyway, it was just a special moment, and uh, I I kept that with me. And then I, when I started, I think I told you this, Mom started coming to me when I moved to California at, at 3 o'clock in the morning and just saying, you know, you have a gift. And she would start giving me these little words of wisdom that I would just get up and write down or dictate into my phone, which eventually became the book you have called The Bare Essentials, Who We Are, What's Most Important About Our Lives, and How Do We Live Our Lives the Way We're Supposed to. And I turned that into a little poem, which became a huge book called A Heart's Journey Home, and then I went back to that original poem and turned that one a um, a children's book. The first one was a chapter book for kids like 6 to 12, but the new one that you have, the gold book, The Bare Essentials, is, is um, for the younger children, like 4 to 8, and it's a, it's actually a, a primer book to go back into the chapter book over time. Or 56, that's me. <laughs> Just had my yeah, birthday, yeah. and as I'm reading it, I can see Ethan, that's my grandson, and his dad's away, and we're reading it, and I can see his mind questioning, you know, his father leaving, and and still loving him and and I'm yeah. I'm I'm watching Ethan but I think when we read storybooks to our grandkids it always touches us it teaches us too Absolutely And and I love the story of your mom because and I'm this is just we're going to go off in another direction but do you think if you were in corporate America you know doing your thing that you would have had that that insight to go upstairs to find the books or that insight to have your mom come th- or you know that the inspiration, mm-hmm. the higher chakras, that's what I call them. Yeah, yeah. Did you have been tuned up enough to pick up on your mom and write the books you did with her? Yes, absolutely. After she passed. This is after she yeah. passed. She she was channeling, and you were picking up like a receiver, so she's working through you. Yeah, it was our way to stay connected with our bedtime stories, and that's why, you know, and you may or may not know this, bedtime stories are slowly dying. They're down 30% every year for the last 10 years because of handheld devices and mm-hmm. parents working two jobs or being one one parent family or whatever, and they just don't have time to go up and tuck their kids in and spend time and give them that nurturing, that bonding, that security that I had every night when mom said, what was the best part of your day? And I'm like, bedtime stories have to be revived and we have to dedicate our time. And I, the gift of the pandemic is families have connected in new ways. We've found new ways to, to play together, to talk together, to walk and uh, walk outside and just stay connected. And so I really see an opening being made because we have been so isolated and hugging is so critical again. Mm-hmm. And human touch are so important. We're going to really bring that back in a big way. And I was saying, you know, if you have not stopped in this, you know, this this area of our lives and read to your kids you know that's what i do with my grandkids now they love to go into my car i don't know why that is and we sit there and we like hang out in my car i because i think they're in their house so much it's just it's they want to get out so we go sit in my car and we play star wars or whatever and i bring books and but it's it's a lot of fun the other magic the other magic to all this dina is that you know i i've been a marketing person all my life but i've never allowed my work to lead my marketing versus me trying to plan for how it's going to go into the world. So what I did was I said, I can't write a story about a heart's journey home without going back to thank all the people that got me to where I was, you know, 60 plus years later. So I went back to my elementary school 
that I lived a block away from when I was a little boy. And I went back and I started working with the kids and reading the stories and donating books to the library. And the next thing I knew, the uh, teachers and everybody, number one, said, you know, we've never had the kids pay so much attention to this book. But number two, this book is filled with social-emotional learning uh, tools for the kids. We want to turn it into a curriculum and test that program to teach kids about you know, self-responsibility and self-esteem. And uh, so we did that. The book is now a curriculum. Uh, I got to go and speak at the uh, National Co- or the uh, Southern Convention for all the South Carolina literacy coaches uh, – teachers uh, in, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And and now the book is, um, I went back and the, the principal, uh, Ms. Monica Carter, said, "How if you could do anything at this school, what would you do? I said, I would build self-esteem. She said, how can you do that? We're dead last in literacy in, our, in the country. Mm-hmm. How can we build self-esteem with these kids? I said, I want them to have accomplished something before they go to middle school that no other kids can have done. She said, like what? I said, I want to help them write and publish their own books before they get to the sixth grade. And we did that back in October of last year. We, we, every child, the 484 kids, I worked with them for a week, and they made me an author in residence to come and teach them how to write books and draw their stories and tell their stories and publish their stories. So their books are in the library and are fundraisers for their PTAs and stuff. Those were gifts that just came because I was following the words of my book and not trying to have a plan for what I'm doing. I mean, there was a higher plan given to me through my mother and all the other angels that were working from the other side to say, now that you're doing the listening to your heart, your words are meant to go in a new way to other people to change their lives. And that's what we're doing. And the beauty of it, I'm reading it to Ethan, is that at the end, we talked about how it's okay to feel and express yeah. yourself. And, and that was, he, he, I don't think he actually, he was touched by the story about the dad, you know, getting close to him and filling his heart. But being, yeah. Ethan can talk to me, but you know how, you know, when they get around other kids, they don't talk about how they feel. They try right. to be cool. So, and I know you, you read stories to a lot of boys and, and, and that whole group, the young men, I hopefully, you know, get to learn to express themselves and talk about feelings. Yeah. That's the heart chakra right there. It is. It absolutely is. Thank you. Yeah. And then I want you to give them your website real quick. Yeah, my website is www.elibearstories.com. And uh, also, if they, if they go to www.kidlit.tv, K-I-D-L-I-T dot TV, they can see a feature of me reading my book, that book that you have that you're talking about to, uh, to the world on a video that we, is called uh, Read Out Loud Storytime Videos. And I love your your Facebook page. Not only is it you having fun, but you're sharing uh, some of the, the you have to see him read the storybooks to the children. That, that, that was probably the most touching. I, I, I don't know. I, I have done such a weird t- turnaround, too. You know, my blood pressure taught me a lot. I live yeah. less is more. I spend more time with Mother Nature and my friends and family than I do anything else. I, I I know that my blood pressure taught me to live in the present moment, especially during this, because your brain can go into anxiety, fear, sure. and and really make your, you can make yourself sick. So I've been mm. spending more and more time with my kids, like we're we're like they're little again. <laughs> you know, yeah. we went bike riding or we were balloon fights, and 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 for about six weeks, I didn't hang out with anybody. You know, I didn't. I was afraid to see my kids in fear that, you know, I'd get them sick because I I didn't understand all this, but. 
in the end, I think being alone without human contact, because I do Reiki healing work, yeah. I literally was starting to think that it'd be okay if I died. And that is not me. Mm, and so I'm really no. concerned about everybody shut in, uh, disconnected, yeah. and and no healing touch. So I really love what you're doing. And, and just hearing the story, it opened my heart. And that's what we oh, need to more, more heart connection with one another. And sometimes we have to do it virtual, right? Yes, yes. That's the way and it I is. Think we, we, we need to open our hearts and play a whole lot more. I mean, I'm back to my three-year-old, four-year-old self. I, <laughs> you know, I went and rescued a dog not recently, but he ended up rescuing me. And yep. uh, we're, we're just playing and running the beach and just, you know, just having fun and laughing again and being in nature. There's nothing, there's no better prescription for happiness and joy than to just be in nature appreciate your life, give gratitude for what you have, and just play and laugh and have fun. And that's what I've been doing for eight years. So when when go. all the music stopped and all my uh, community events where I bring all ages together, yeah. it was, and I spend most of my time alone anyways. I, you know, I work at home and so I, I wasn't, it wasn't, it was just not being able to see my family and my friends and being so, uh, the solitude I enjoy most of the time because I love nature, yeah. but we well, when, belong when, when together. Well, when the music when the music stops, you have to make your own music. <laughs> yeah. I wish I, I, well, I'm actually a songwriter, so I, I, I know how to, I did in the midst of this start writing music. Yeah. I, but I really do, it made me think more than ever what we offer is is uh, essential. How's that? Yes, I agree. <laughs> more bare, than, it's, it's, it's the bare essentials is what we offer. <laughs> more than alcohol and, and videos and, and whatever, yeah. even groceries, I think. Uh, human connection is probably what we're, we're all missing. And I just love the storybooks. Uh, and I want to uh, have you do something with me in the future with, with the bears. I'd love to. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah, I would love to donate bears to some of your callers if you'd like to maybe give some away. I'd be, I'm glad that if people need a hug, you know, you can find out a way to you know offer those. I'm glad to ship you uh, several bears or books or whatever. And you know, let's just light people back up and let them feel what a bear hug is like so they can tune up for the real hugs when we all come off this pandemic. Yeah, what I'd love to do is, is something on Whidbey Island with you and uh, have some pictures of the kids with the bears. So I'm, I'm thinking a couple weeks out when things starting to open up again and we can see. Sure. I have to mention that I do walk in the woods and occasionally I, I ran into some little kids with their parents. And, you know, we're way far away, but I talk to them. And yes. this little girl walks by and she's smiling and then she whispered to her mom and their mom goes I have to tell you she said you're the most beautiful woman she's ever seen and I'm only Aww. saying this because it happened at I'm working at a grocery store to get through these times to yeah. keep my myself yeah. busy a grocery store has saved my life I'm wearing the mm -hmm. mask I'm doing all that stuff but the human connection and getting to know everyone's stories again yeah. but we finally had kids come through and a little girl talked to me with her little uh, heart mask on and then she said the same thing to her dad the same thing, but it's because we connected. We had that inter that that inspir what's it called, uh, synchronistic. But it was like we were meant to talk, and that's why I'm missing our just uh, being in a social atmosphere where you just are drawn to somebody. Like you were drawn into my life, you know, and just like yeah. Heather, our, my next guest, we all have that same thing. You, I have love Heather's uh, <laughs> Angel Grandma book. I, I can't wait to listen to the the interview. And you're both inspired by your mother to write yeah. your books. And I was inspired yeah. by my grandmother to write my Oars Angels book. So, mm -hmm. and we we made life changes. And I know Heather's on her way to, to making more changes in her life. That you know, it doesn't make sense sometimes to people to stop mm. and do something different. But look what you're doing. Right. What the changes you're making in the world. 
and in your uh, own life. I'm the best me. I, I'm the best me I've ever been right now in my whole life. So it's a fun time to be. And fascinating for sure, because hmm. I all I know is I decided to call. Are you weak? Started to talk, but I happened to be at my favorite place on the island in the woods, and we had we resonated, you know, right. But, but we went through right. a health scare, and we didn't know if we'd maybe be here anymore. But we made changes, and I, I think if this hasn't taught people to stop and get off the treadmill, I don't know what else will. <laughs> no, you're right, and thank God you're there to lift everybody's spirits. I love I love the title of your show, Lift Your Spirits. I think it's great. Well, I, it came to me because I had low spirits, and and my inner voice mm-hmm. said, you have to teach people how to lift your spirits, and I have to lead by example. So like you said, Mother mm-hmm. Nature, being with friends and family, and you know, sometimes I I choose not to be with people because it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's my barometer is my, my heart. And when my blood pressure was high, I was probably delving into things that weren't, weren't resonating with my heart anymore. Yeah. Uh, so I just I just love what you're doing. Uh, one more time. Thank you're... you for helping me. Pro- thank you for helping me promote the book. I appreciate it very very. And yeah, I'm really I'm making a push for fathers to because it's really it's really a story about fathers connecting with their children is what that story is really about. So um, well, and yeah. as you read it, if you're a father, your heart will open, and that's what I saw in mm-hmm. Ethan's eyes. His he was thinking about his father being gone and their relationship, mm-hmm. and he's ten, and then I could see it in his eyes. He was yeah. thinking differently, but maybe he'll talk about his feelings to his father because, you Good. know, that's difficult for young men and older men. <laughs> and it will make him a better father one day as well. Yes, he's got a little sister. He's He's got a beautiful heart. So I think a lot of young men are growing up very sensitive, but we have to help them be able to express themselves. That's why I promote music and songwriting and art so they can have – it's their throat chakra, of course, and their heart. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, Learning how to express yourself at any age is, is, is the prescription, like you said. Yeah, I just, so the first one, the first line that I got from my mom, how, how are we doing on time, Dina? Oh, you're good. The first line that came to me four and a half years ago when I was laying in bed at three o'clock in the morning was what became the first line of that poem. Be who you are and know yourself. Pretenders are not real. Say what you mean and don't hold back. Express the way you feel. When you know yourself, you can't be lost, and your life will take you far. Be, um, the key is being true to you and remembering who you are. Amen. <laughs> and, and it's Eli Bear's Stories. If you want to look at the, the book itself and, and get a little bit more mm-hmm. about that, Hal Price is on Facebook, and you also have a Eli Bear's uh yeah, Eli, Eli Benjamin has his own Facebook page, and uh, everything I create get, wants his own life, <laughs> so we give him pages. Yeah, and I usually go to Hal Price because then I can go to all your links and your websites from there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I I just thank you. You're 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 a part of my journey, and I I can't wait to do something with you on Woodby because it's such a small little community that you can really kind of see see it, you know. So I'm. I'm I'm hoping that's I'm praying that's what's going to happen next with us. We were destined to find each other. Thank you for finding me. Yes, thank you for joining me. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Tomorrow's new day for everyone. Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whitby Island, 
Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve, and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit earthsanctuary.org or the Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 AM KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries, you can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. On the path to good health and well-being, Alternative Talk 1150 is the station for you. Welcome back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie, and we're going to journey to the other side of the country. We're going to go to New York, and joining us this morning is Heather Lean. Good morning, Heather. Good morning, Dina. Thank you so much for having me. When we talked on the phone, we could have talked for days. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. So nice. And that's what I think that this, you know, this is my first show really coming back, and uh, I'll be continuing doing more as I settle in and my new, new place here on Woodby after you know, things are starting to move again. Um, But I just feel so blessed to have both you um, on the show because we had so much in common. Now, I want you to tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself and who you are. Okay, I'm I'm a a mom too. I have two young children. I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old. And I work full-time as an attorney by day. Um, I started just writing children's books, just past year after after losing my mom and that uh, you know is what inspired the open the door and um, yes now I'm I'm pursuing this uh, pursuing the books and it's been such a it's been it's such a beautiful outlet for me that I probably would never have discovered um, or maybe not for quite a while so it's it's all new to me. It's definitely something that I had no experience in, you know, as a lawyer. Um, but I'm just enjoying it now, you know. It's taking it day by day and just enjoying the journey. And you had the same kind of inspiration from above to write mm-hmm. your book. Yes. Um, yeah, I, 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 it came as such a weird, um, you know, like I never thought about writing children's books. I think I enjoyed writing as a child. Um, and then, you know, that self-doubt and, and you know, that, that inner voice just saying, like, oh, you're not good enough, you're not, you know, you, your writing is not good enough. I kind of put that on the back burner for a long time. And then after experiencing the loss of my mom, um, it was just kind of, it, an idea kind of just came to me. I was I was helping um, a charity. And then as I'm driving, I got the thought, I'm like, oh, maybe I can write just, just a little book or whatever and donate some proceeds and that's how it began, and um, that's what kind of sparked that, you know, that fire that I didn't know was there. And then once I started writing that book, um, because Angel Grandma wasn't the first book, um, 
was like, oh, I thought I had one book in me. And then all of a sudden, I just, you know, took pens. I would wake up in the middle of the night and write stuff down. And I was like, I don't know where this is coming from. <laughs> but like, I unleashed like this fire. And, and, and it never felt so good to have, because, you know, I, I never really had like this outlet. You know, as, as a kid, you, you do all these things and you experiment and you're so creative and you're just willing to try anything because, you know, nothing's holding you back and you're not, you're not yet jaded by the whole world. And, um, as you, as you grow up, you're like less and less because you're afraid of failing. You're afraid of, you know, the rejection. And, um, so I didn't really have this like creative outlet. And then once I found it, I was like, flip the floodgates opens, you know, like I wrote like 10 books, like I got to slow down a little bit because I want to perfect everything. But, um, I never thought I had all this in me. And, I think when you go through such hard times like that and, and the grief and it pushes you to a place, like it pushes you. Like I, like I said, I might have discovered this um, passion again, maybe, maybe 20 years from now, who knows, you know, but it, it, I definitely got to that place where I, I found it and I, I kind of didn't look back at this point. I just knew I wanted to pursue it. So yeah, just a great feeling to have something, you know, not relying on external things to make you happy anymore just you know that outlet that passion and we all have something right but this is what makes me happy so i'm not looking for it now and buying you know shoes or clothes or, or things <laughs> that brought me temporary happiness um this is what's really you know making my heart happy right now and and i actually introduced hal as joy <laughs> But I think about that's what it is. It's pure joy. And that's what our children, you just, as you're speaking, I'm thinking about, about what this is teaching us. We're with our kids. I always say, get off the treadmill. That was, you know, for the last six years, we're going too fast in the wrong direction. Our family, right. our health, our communities are so much more important than things, you know? And right. so I, I downsized and I got to a point where I lived a life that people were like, what are you doing? And then I had people that were older saying, you know, I kind of want to do that too, because what I'm doing, yeah. it's not fulfilling me, but the music and the art, writing, dancing, uh, and, and those are things that your kids come along and do with you, and it right. makes life more joy joyful. Oh, man. So it's so cute you even mention that because, you know, don't think, uh, you know, I think they tell you, like, oh, you know, you should, your kids are watching you and whatnot, but, like, you don't realize how much of that is true. Like, my daughter keeps saying, I want to be an author, and, you know, it's so funny. I don't even think of myself as an author. I just you know, think of it like, oh, it's like a little, you know, hobby, but I mean, it's something obviously I'm pursuing, but, you know, she's so inspired too. She's like, I'm going to be an author just like you. And, and in her eyes, I'm like this great, you know, like, oh, here's my book. She's like, I want to see more of your books. And, you know, she helped me like write a couple things. She's like, write this down, mommy. And she's four, you know, so it's just, it's so amazing to watch her, um, you know, watch me and, and, and see this and, you know, I've I've talked to a lot of people who are like, wow, I'm so proud of you. Like, that's so incredible. I'm like, I'm not doing anything so incredible. Anyone can do this. People are just so afraid um, to try something new. Again, like that, those feelings of fear and rejection and all those things that, yeah, when I'm, I'm still going through, you know, like I'm, I'm still, you know, you're putting your heart out there. So if someone doesn't like it, you know, it, it could hurt a little bit. It could sting a little bit. But you know what? At the end of the day, I'm trying to help people. So maybe one or two people are not going to like it or maybe more, maybe plenty, who knows. But the, the ones that I am helping and the, and the response that I receive back from them is so beautiful. That's who I'm doing it for. And, um, 
then you get to the point where the, the fear of the rejection, it doesn't matter anymore. So <laughs> when I hear from adults saying that, you know, it's like, listen, there's nothing that I'm doing that you can't do. You know, I had no experience in this. I mean, I'm a lawyer, I don't really have the creative side or it hasn't been nurtured in, you know, many, many years. Um, so it's just so interesting because people, yeah, like we all have something, right? We all have some kind of creative outlet, but that we need to like kind of fulfill because otherwise it's just, you know, it's like work, work. And, um, you know, where do you find joy? Where do you find happiness? And, and for me, this is, this is doing it for me. Um, and it's changing, it's, it's, it's changing so your nice. life. Yeah. You, you, yeah, you opened yourself up to new things, uh, yeah. you know, inner work, inner child work, <laughs> meditation. Yeah. And you're, oh, yeah, all of it. Yep. And then you decided to yeah. get rid of things in your house. Yeah, I'm working on that. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of a lot of kids stuff. So I'm just like, oh, I can't throw that out. Let me get rid of that. But um, but yeah, it's it's just funny because even even my daughter now, she's like, oh, be grateful. Like you know, just hearing her say those things, <laughs> and you know, I'm I'm trying to teach it, but I teach through showing her. You know, you can you can preach all you want to your children, but if you're not living by example, they're not really gonna absorb it. You know, um, or, so or I we, realized that, or we were hoping other people would teach those. To our children that's what school's about right you're hoping that they go exactly. and get it from somewhere else they don't they get it from home right and and yeah. i also know too when you change your tune and you start singing a different song you attract different people right and Absolutely. it's not always easy to let go of the past or or people you've been with or things that you've had forever or even you know quit a job that wasn't you know like how that wasn't healthy for him. It's, it's, it's very difficult to follow your heart, I think. But in right. the end, when you feel that joy, then I call it's like you're, you're riding that wave and it's the perfect wave, right. but it doesn't last forever. And then right. you, you pick up a new wave. And so during this whole, a lot of people are in a fear based place. You picked up your pen or whatever you do to write and you wrote right. books. You focus on something that you have control over that lifts your spirits. Right. Absolutely. And and it's that faith, right? Like you know, like you said, you just don't you don't exactly know where it'll take you, but just I'm like trusting in the process. And people have entered my life, and you know, um, I even like I even had like a crazy not a crazy dream, but like I had a dream about it all before I even started writing. And when you were writing, you do you feel like you were channeling something higher than yourself? Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny. Like it just um, things just like come to me that I didn't really nowhere like I, I, I woke up one night from sleep and I was like all right I gotta get I gotta remember this I kept I kept saying I have to remember this because sometimes you have these thoughts that come to you and then you go back to sleep and you wake up and it's like you forget um and I kept saying in my head I didn't have a pen or paper and I maybe it was just too late to get up but I kept repeating the lines in my head again until I woke up and I remembered it and then I wrote it down and um you know that that's weird that never really happened to me maybe Maybe you know not verses from a poem, but I mean I would think before thoughts in my head of things I had to do the next morning, but that wasn't really the same. So yeah, I, I definitely think I opened the door. I mean I, I I did start meditating. I think that was the first thing that I did that kind of brought me onto this path um, because I was you know I was, I was dealing with a lot of pain, and I, I read something on meditation and it could help you and. I never tried it before in like 38 years. And I, I finally tried one meditation. I was like, wow, this is like, I'm feeling things. I'm, 
you know, I mean, I, I've cried in a couple meditations, like things that I was suppressing just like came out and, you know, um, I'm a busy mom, you know, and I didn't really give myself time to grieve. So all of that was suppressed inside of me. And when I kind of, when I, when I felt that. It was so beautiful. It was so beautiful because we were talking and I stayed home for 10 years with my kids and I, at at, uh, nap, I started reading these books, right? And then I started meditating for 10 years. And that's where I started getting, you know, like I would know something before it happened. It was just strange stuff. People thought it was kind of weird. But then you also (laughs) said about grieving. So what happens is when Mm -hmm. we start lowering our chakras, the lower chakras, we look down a lot. We shake our heads. But we're always moving, doing things. But we don't feel inspired. And because you wrote about something that was sad and you 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 move through it that's what grief is right. it's an emotion you're moving through something that's when your higher chakras went open again and I, I call my business lift your spirits because low spirits is when you can't get that connection so being with your kids laughing playing having fun and also going through your your baggage which is your feelings and letting go right. and, and and expressing them through music or art that's when your higher chakras and you look up and all of a sudden things start to make sense again. And that's when they come through people on the other side, yeah. angels, whatever you want to call them, your higher self, they can come through and, and it's, it's very playful and, and a lot of fun too. Don't you think? Yeah. I think, you know, I, I'm just kind of like learning all this stuff, but I, a lot of people that came into my life, uh, you know, they're much more intuitive and, and they even said, you know, like this is your, this is your calling. This is your mom, you know, your mom basically on your path. And I just noticed so many synchronicities, even just the funniest thing the other day. I think my book was uh, number 67 on Amazon, you know, gift guides or whatever. And my mom died at 67, actually one day shy of her 68th birthday. So I'm like, all right, of all numbers to be, you know, 67, <laughs> that's a little weird, right? And she, and, and she passed away. And I remember being so upset, like she couldn't make it to her birthday. Just one day away, she passed. And, you know, then I realized, like, I, I wouldn't want her to have passed on her birthday. But it's like this number keeps popping up everywhere, everywhere. And how's mo- like mom, mom died in June? And here we're having the show in June, you know. Yeah. It, and it's always them winking yeah. and you could have the, the song come on. And then if you can continue to look up, I feel like we have an army behind us. I just had a, pe- a friend crossover, you know, and. I just mm-hmm. feel her behind me, and and I manifested a car, and I I just I just know it has something to do with her, <laughs> but yeah, because she wants me to do my work and my Reiki and all my stuff can go in the back, and I can be a traveling Reiki show <laughs> as That's soon as amazing. this stuff gets going. But yeah, as long as we can look up and your book Angel Grandma, because I wrote uh, or as Angel, and they were both inspired from people that that have crossed over. Yeah, definitely, that, it's beautiful. Yeah, I, I I feel like a lot, you know, a lot of things that just keep showing up. Even um, I had found, like, a, her autograph, um, I guess, like, little autograph books and stuff they use at the end of the school year, and everyone would sign their name and, like, write something cute, like a little cute rhyme or whatever. And um, I found hers, and I was, like, summing through it, and um, someone wrote in there, I, I can't, it was like one of her teachers or something, like, I can't wait to see your, your book and get an autographed copy. And I'm like, my mom, right? Like, was she into writing? I never knew that. I never knew any of this about her. And is it is it meant for me to find now, in on my past now, at this age? Like, of all the times I've seen this book before, I've never seen that page. And um, it was so, it was so, you know, it was so touching to me, because I'm like, either it's, 
meant for me to find it now or it was like a dream that she had that she never pursued so now I'm finding out about it but I never knew this in all of her life she never told me she liked to write so it was just um you know so beautiful to find it now it's just everything is like you know divine timing like when you're supposed to find it when you're supposed to see it um and you know little things like that you know you can dismiss it and say whatever it's just a coincidence but at some point like okay (laughs) I'd rather live in you know, believe in, in the miraculous and just dismiss everything, just say whatever. Yes. And, and when you sit down and you have uh, goals, okay, and you right. force things, they can't happen. Usually your health deteriorates or, you know, your relationships right. or something. You can get what you want in this world. But are you having, do, are you feeling joy? Are you enjoying right. it along the way? And right. so I've got this whole less is more and I have more time to do the things I love to do. And I have t- more time to spend with the people I love. And yeah, maybe it looks right. like I'm having fun all the time, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, you know. No, I, yeah, definitely. I don't. I don't feel the need to to buy so many things anymore because I, you know, I, I never really. It's it's temporary joy, right? Like, you know, you buy something, you get happy for a second, and then that dissipates. And this has been like I think I'm seeing all the synchronicities. I think I'm feeling all the wonderful you know, the feelings and, and the outlet because I'm finally on the right path. And it doesn't mean that I'm not going to still be a lawyer or whatever, but I'm, I'm pursuing this because this is something I have a lot of joy from. My daughter is inspired by it. You know, other people are just like, wow, I wish I could do something like that. And it's not anything so, so complicated, you know. Um, everyone can find something that they love to create and share with other people and help other people. And I think as long as that's a genuine like, you know, I'm not, I'm not hurting anyone. I'm trying to help people. Um, I think only good things can come from it. And I just, you know, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the ride <laughs> wherever it takes me. I'm just enjoying it. Um, Cause right now that's, that's, you know, that will bring good things. I'm not stressing over it. So um, I learned to kind of just let go. And like you said, ride the wave. So. And you know, too, because when you, <laughs> let's pretend like I can't watch anything anymore. I don't even want to be on Facebook unless I post something about, something I'm doing or something positive because yeah. I can feel my energy drop. It, it drops right. so quickly. It It's almost painful in my heart to yeah. know what's going on. And so I, the only thing I know I have control over is my own, my own life right now. So right. again, if you see somebody, you can um, help, help them, you know, um, right. take care of yourself and keep your energy high. Um, because right now we all, the, the blood pressure or all of our health issues come from being in that, that state of anxiety and fear and stress right. And it's really, and then this whole, I can't breathe, you know, I'm only going to bring that up because yeah. we need to stop and breathe, all of us. If, if the universe is not speaking to us right now about breathing, stopping, and it, looking at what's 2020, looking at the things that will bring us joy or fulfillment, which is family, health, and our communities right, right now, and earth, mother earth, so right. important right now, and our health, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, on a more, on even a more personal level, like my mom got very sick because, you know, I, I think it was perhaps, you know, and she had a maybe hereditary at some level, but she was always stressed. She stressed so much. My mom, you know, she always worried, and you know, I thought that meant you're a good mom. <laughs> like, my, she's an amazing mom. I, I, you know, I love her so dearly. Um, but as a mom, I was stressing all the time too. I would see things like, oh, stress about my kids, about what could happen in the future, like everything, every single thing. And I'm like, oh, and, and, you know, when I started doing this work, it didn't come from that. It came from the grief. But then I realized in the process, like the stress, the anxiety, it doesn't make me 
a better mom. It just makes me miss out on on the now, on living in the now and, and being present with my kids and enjoying. They're not worrying about tomorrow. They're not worrying about, you know, like all these things that could happen, you know. And, and um, even my mother-in-law, who I also lost, you know, um, a couple of years ago, she, she, when I was pregnant with my second child, she, you know, I would, I would stress out. I'm like, oh, they're doing this test. Now they're doing that test. She's like, Heather, don't worry about things until you have a reason to worry about them. Because what, <laughs> what you're worrying about probably won't even come to fruition. And you're just wasting your time worrying. I'm like, you know what? It's so true. And, and, I, and I understood what you said, but I couldn't, I couldn't let go. And so, you know, this path for me, the spiritual path, it came from the grief. I was trying to overcome the grief, but it also it overcame a lot of the stress and the anxiety and the fear and the... So when everyone else is freaking out right now, I'm like the black sheep of the family and just like, listen, just everything's going to be okay. You're you're the tie-dye. You're the tie-dye sheep. You're all good. It's all good. But they're looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm trying to help them. But you know what? Like people don't, they're not going to be ready for it until they're ready for it. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you what happened. My, I, yeah. I have an older daughter, and she got into some trouble, and I did some Reiki classes and learned how to do Reiki. I woke up one morning, and they said, if you are uh, thinking bad thoughts, you're praying backwards, which is worry, right, with your kids. You're worrying. Yeah. You are sending negative energy to things their way that you don't want to happen to them. Right. right. And my mom used to worry about me all the time. So one day she called me and said, I'm worried. I'm so worried about you. And then I said, Mom... Don't think about me at all then. <laughs> Just don't. Yeah. If you can't think of a good thought, uh, don't don't think about me right now. I don't need people right. sending me that and en- it's energy, right? Yeah. So you are learning so much. You're just you're, you're and your children are so young and I just feel like you're kind of me because when I my kids were little, I did read some new books and I did start meditating right. and it has made my life so rich, honestly, so rich. And I have done the most weird tie-dyed cheap things my family doesn't understand. <laughs> but I do have a musician cousin and he and I are so much alike, right? We just uh-huh. have to do this. This is who we are. Yeah. And, and in the end, that's where the joy comes from. And that's where your heart can right. maintain its openness. Right. I think that's I think that's who we all are, you know. I think the people who just can't accept it right now, but you know, that's why you find people and constantly depressed or stressed because, you know, they're trying to push something that's not that's not, you know, true to them. So, um, you know, I'm not I'm not perfect by any means. My God, I'm still working on all this stuff. You all know? the time. Every yeah. day. We are we're growing <laughs> and, and, and then how no. about you know, his just his tiny bear story and if it's talking to young yeah. boys, that really lifts my spirits because I really do deal with older gentlemen who have, I call yeah. it the broken heart syndrome, who've never been able yeah. to express themselves or do their art or their music. And right. now they're picking up their guitar or they're picking up their paintbrush because their son started playing music or is an artist. And Aww. it's, gosh, it's healing families because yeah. they do want less stuff. They do want to travel with each other and, and they start, they're starting to see it. And that's what I, right. I just... I just really am excited that I got to, to, to talk with you and you were on, you're on the show. Cause I, this is kind of my, you know, kind of coming back a little bit at a time to do what I love to do, which is tell people's stories. Right. Oh yeah. It's, it's, you know, we all have a story in us. We're all, you know, just want to get out. So however you find that way, it, you know, it, it wants to express itself. And, you know, for me, this is, this is it. And I, you know, I, I, have so much inspiration because I get to watch my kids now. And even though I didn't, you know, may not have had such an easy childhood, I feel like I get to live it again and see it again through them. And that's such a blessing. You know, that's helping me. That's why I have so many books that I keep writing because I'm, I'm like, I'm like reliving it. You know, it's amazing. So I'm just so grateful. And I think that's what, 
you know, that gratitude and that, um, that feeling is what everything stems from. So I'm trying my best, you know, again, we keep learning, we keep growing, right, until we die. You're not trying, then, you're doing, yeah. you're doing, there's a yeah. difference. And you could have yeah. sat in some fear-based stuff, and right. but instead you chose to, again, I say lift your spirits. You look up and then you get right. inspired, and then your children, that energy is in your house. It could have been a different, right. you could be watching the television all day. I mean, yep. that's not going to help your children. Yeah, but I, I think I am being guided, like, in that, in that sense. I think it's a lot with me, but I think I've been, you know, um, someone's fearing me, whether that be my mom or, or my grandpa passed away, my mother-in-law. I just feel like, you know, I was, sh- like, kind of shown an outlet. Like I said, just, it started from such a weird idea. I'm like, oh, not even weird, but I'm like, oh, I'll just write a book and I'll donate. And then I never thought I have more than one book. I never thought I had anything in me. But once I opened that door, everything else came and I just I'm just rolling with it now so you know um it can get scary because you don't know what you're doing you know, <laughs> you're not, you don't have to navigate it there's so many that's that's how you know spirits driving because you ha- yeah. you can't see any closer than the microphone right in front of my you don't right. know what's going to happen I and that's what right. this thing has taught me too if you don't know how to live in the present moment right now because you can't plan anything right that's, right. In the middle of this, there was nothing you could start except for to be and eat right and sleep and be with your family, right. the ones you had with you, or be with yourself. But, man, present moment, that's where the magic is. Yeah, it is. And just trusting, you know, like, and, and just knowing you love and, and just going with it, you know, and just trusting that it'll it'll reveal itself to me, even though I didn't know the first step, you know, it, it just at some point revealed itself to me and then the people started coming into my life and helping me and, you know, so many people. I mean, I don't even know, like 20, 30 people that I'm connected to now over the past, like, 10 months even. And, you know, more and more just people start coming into my life and, and you know, it's, it's been it's been such a beautiful thing. I'm, if you're true I'm to so yourself, sorry. then right. they love, the, the other side just, they just rain down on you. Now, if you right. sell yourself out, that's when you hit the two by four or the, the, the wall. <laughs> Things don't, they're not magical. So you got to stop, right? Stop, right. sit down with yourself. This is your life. I'm 56. It is going by fast. And I have kids yeah. with kids. And when I sit with them, they understand how precious time is and right. how you spend it. So if you can sit down with yourself and say, if I've always wanted to write, if I've, I want to dance, I want to do, just do it. And then the exactly. rest of your life changes. You may be an attorney and you love your job again because... The passion and the purpose is there, and you'll find a different avenue to take it. Right. You just have to find the thing that you love to do. And that's why all my prescriptions are just find that thing that when you wake up, you're right. excited to do it. So uh, check out Heather's uh, Facebook page, Heatherlean uh, Author. Yeah. Awesome. And then I'll, you can go to my Facebook page, Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. I'll have the show there, but also the uh, links to everybody. And I'll be sharing authors. And I forget I'm an author. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I forget sometimes because I, I do. I delve Aww. into whatever you know spirit know. drives me to. So I, yeah, I'm excited. Well, thank you for being with me, Heather. Thank you, Tina. Thank and, you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. You're welcome. Um, if you want to reach out to me, it's Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook or Dina-Marie.com. Uh, I'm gonna teach my first kind of like social distancing Reiki class <laughs> today, and I'm um, hopefully that things will start going to where we can eventually be closer but we don't know what's going to go on so I'm just going to teach the class away from somebody (laughs) but um, I invite everyone to come back here next week for more people places and activities that will lift your spirits